Let's get nuts. We good? There we go. All right, there we go, guys. Sorry, had to re uh, <laughs> redo some things here because I had a weird little interesting thing happen on my computer yesterday. I think there might be a technical ghost in my apartment. Anyways, guys, what's happening? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on your Wednesday. Let's get the humping. All right, guys, appreciate you guys clicking in. It is what, July 12th or 8th? Jeez, 12th. Yeah, it's already July 12th, and um, yeah, we got lots to talk about. Jeez, in the past couple of days, a lot of things happening in the DC universe, my God. But uh, yeah, yeah, there was like a weird thing that happened. I woke up today, I woke up today, and my computer was completely off. I wasn't sure what the heck happened. I thought it was dead. It was like plugged in, everything was plugged in, and it was just off. I don't know. So that's why like settings were reset. So, just all crazy stuff right there. Anyways, let's go ahead and get to uh, let's get to the chat here. Oh yeah, I gotta reset that too. So hold on, see, still cleaning up some of the technical difficulties right there. Hopefully, you guys are doing good. I'm also kind of like uh, over the weekend, Miss Nighthawk and I uh, fighting uh, some kind of bug that was trying to get us. So. My voice sounds a little like deeper than usual. It's because I got like a little scratchiness that's happening in there. So, but I got the I, I got the medicine. Cheers. Ah, no bourbon. Yeah. So, got the bourbon going on at least. So, anyways, okay. Let's get all this going. Get the chat going. Let me adjust that. Sorry about that. Chat is the best. Ah. All right, who's out there? Let me go ahead and adjust that. All right, we're good, we're good, we're good. All right, we got Mr. Lawrence. What's happening, sir? Uh, yeah, still doing that thing. What's up, uh, James Gunn? is cooking more than ever before. Nothing can stop James Gunn. That's what it's looking like right now, for sure, so. Okay, turn that off. Okay, so I'm gonna turn that off too. All right, Patrick, why so serious? Everybody watch Smallville, Supernatural, love, Na you love Nat Philian. Okay, Nat Philian's good. What's going on, RJ? Good to see you. We got Miss Nighthawk right here, too. Good to see you, gorgeous. Darkness, under the wind. Good to see you. Bill Hader TV, oh yeah, I should get Bill Hader in there, too. Philian, the classic Hal Jordan voice actor as Guy Gardner is certainly a choice. Better choice, in my opinion. Uh, mop head or not, or no. Got to respect Gunn for going there. Question is, will Fillion do the Aussie accent? That is the question. I wonder if uh, Gunn will actually, like, answer that one. Jesus, this stupid thing. It's glitching. It's glitching. All right, Mr. Nobody. Uh, can Friday come any sooner? I know, right? And reminder, too, this, this Friday there's not going to be a film junkie, or not a film junkie live, a vodka stream. Not going to be a vodka stream this Friday because I am going out of town. I am going out of town and leaving Friday morning, so won't be, uh, won't be doing that. So I know we'll miss you, but it's, uh, it's going to be okay. Stephanie T is here. Good to see you, as always. Cortez, Nick Fillion, Nathan, I want to say Nick Fillion, I don't know why. Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner. We're living in some strange times. Okay. Okay, again, if you want to say strange times, I mean, we needed a fresh one, right? <clears throat> High mind does, yeah, see, we're both kind of like, yeesh, we're 
kind of just doing that. And obviously we were worried because we were going out of town this weekend, but we're doing okay. We're, we're healthy people. But yeah, something we both like zonked out on the couch after we celebrated a, uh, a breakfast birthday with her neighbor. And we both just zonked out on the couch because, yeah, something was trying to get us. So, and we got Mama Film Junkie right here. Hi, Mom. Of course, Mama Film Junkie is going to be part of the going out of town um, thing that's happening this weekend. So we'll be spending time with her, too. Looking forward to it. What's going on? What's up? Pretty underwhelming castings, not going to lie. What? You are underwhelmed? No, Axel. I would have never guessed. I would have never guessed that. All right, we got yeah, we got Mr. Venom right here. How are you guys doing? Pretty, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Venom Wire, we got Mr. Venom and Venom Wire all right here. Wait, since when is Guy Ozzy? I think there's been times where he has been, right? And some of the uh, some of the uh, the voice the voice stuff. So, and then uh, we got Jedi Milf. Good to see you. Good to see you. I understand. Uh, Patreon soon. Uh, I'll let my people get in contact with your people there, Eric, because I know you have to. Yeah, you need like a two-week advance. So I'll, we'll see. Uh, XO Wave, good to see you, buddy. All right, we got MSGT. We got Alex Lopez right here. Good to see you, New York. All right, would love to go. I've been to New York once in my life, and would love to go back. Would love to go back. Yes, thank you. Shirt's pretty cool. Sure, it's pretty cool. Got it from Miss Nighthawk's parents, actually, for uh, Christmas. So, love the shirt. Love the shirt. Anyways, guys, appreciate you guys clicking in. Uh, we got lots to talk about. Um, hopefully, I'm not too bright. It looks like I'm too bright on my monitor. Am I too bright? Ah, I think it's going to be okay. I think it's just my monitors. They act a little too bright. So, hey, we got Tet here, too. Good to see ya. Good to see ya. But, yeah, man, I... I there was like a part of me was thinking about even doing a live stream yesterday with all the stuff that came about. I was like, geez, I was like, what is happening right there? I'm like, all of a sudden they just announce all the casting and stuff. But yeah, we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about that. We got some more Deadpool stuff. We got the SAG and the uh, WGA and the, the strikes that are happening. Is it saturated? Okay. Is it, hold on. Am I, am I, let's see here. Let me make sure. Oh, yeah, I got to hold on. Sorry. Let me make sure that this is. Yeah, I think that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah, it seemed like I'm a little too bright, but oh, well, we'll see what happens. We'll just roll with it right now. Anyways, all right, let's go to the tweets. Huh? All right, I know I said on Monday I just like handpicked the tweets, but this time we're just going to roll through the tweets. I'm going to start off with something pretty sweet. I'm going to start off with something sweet right here because everybody was wondering, you know, obviously when it comes to Deadpool and Wolverine and everything, like, is he going to wear the mask? And we got uh, this right here. Man, things are just glitching right now. I think I got to check my computer, but we got uh, Aaron, Mr. Aaron Bailey right here added the uh, Wolverine. He added the Wolverine. You know, obviously you guys have probably seen a bunch of other people that were doing this as well. Uh, that were putting the mask on Hugh Jackman right there. And then he took the sleeves off, too. Good on him for taking the sleeves off, because I saw somebody else take the sleeves off, but they didn't really add, like, the muscle or the skin texture. It was just kind of like they just made it flesh-colored. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. And we got some cool little art right there, cool little art. Hey, we got Mr. Uh, Carrie Elways right here, who was just recently in Mission Impossible. 
Forgot he was in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, but he has some good things to talk about when it comes to being in Rebel Moon and talking about Zack Snyder. I'd love to know, too, you know, you have Rebel Moon coming up. Is there anything you can tease about uh, who you play on that movie? I can't tell you anything, I'm afraid, but I'm so excited to be working with Zack Snyder. He's a wonderful director, and it's a great cast. It's a, it's a wonderful, epic sci-fi movie. It'll be out in Christmas. I, I... There you go. Loves working with him. Seems like everybody does, right? And then everybody rejoice. Guys, rejoice. Raise your glasses. Do whatever. Because James Cameron, while I guess talking to Forbes and, you know, the Forbes article, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to it because it's just talking about, you know, I think it's talking about selling his house and whatever the hell. But uh, according to that article, according to that interview, he basically is saying that Alita Battle Angel, the sequel, is in fact in the works. So yay! Everybody cheer. Everybody cheer for that because we were all like wondering if we are going to get that thing right there. So yay! Raise your drinks for that, because apparently it's happening. I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, obviously nothing's been officially announced. Nothing's been officially announced, but I'm just, I, if James Cameron says it's happening, I'm guessing that it's actually going to be happening. So I don't know when there's going to be an actual f- official announcement. Kind of makes you wonder, though. Remember, there was that whole, like, article or rumor or something like that. Remember, like, a while, a little while back, they said that the only way that there would be an Alita sequel is if James Cameron himself directed it. And that ain't going to happen because he's going to be making 17 more Avatar movies. Don't have time. But I would say that I guess if they put his name on it, slap his name on it a little bit, I'm just wondering, just just get Robert Rodriguez back. He did a great job with the first one, right? You know, I saw the first one probably about four times or something like that. I don't know. It's just a really, it's a really good movie. So I really enjoyed it. So yeah, insert the hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, it says multiple. Yeah, it says multiple sequels apparently too. So not just one, but hopefully multiple and maybe some spinoffs. Expand the world. Why not? That would be pretty sweet. All right. And then uh, this is funny right here. Robert Downey Jr. says he was 100% concerned that being in the MCU for a decade would affect his acting skills while filming Oppenheimer. What? Kevin Feige's like, come on, man. Seriously? It is kind of funny how this kind of, this is happening now. Where, you know, the MCU was at the top. It was at the very top. Now it's just struggling. And now you had your your main guy kind of throw a little shade. Not really that much shade, but he was just... Let's face it, when you're an actor and you were like, you know, this big blockbuster actor, you were part of this big, huge world, you were the biggest name of this big, huge world, and then all of a sudden, you're done with that, and now you want to make some serious, good movies, drama, you don't want to be part of that world anymore, you jump into a movie about a nuclear bomb and the guy who created it, and it's Christopher Nolan, and naturally, yes, I, I, I don't blame that, uh, I don't blame that Robert Downey Jr. felt like this. Like, hey, you know, you got to get those, make sure you got those acting chops there. You know, you're not just being quippy. Obviously, Tony Stark, you'd see Robert Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., you know, similar personalities. Sarcastic, quick, witted, all that. But uh, I think he'll do just fine. But it's just kind of funny. I know, he was sort of playing himself. Yeah, you're right. That's what I was getting at, Stephanie. I was like, he's kind of just playing himself. So now it's like, oh, you have to, like, reach in. And now you have to actually play a dramatic well, real life person, so, but I'm sure he's, I'm sure he does just fine, but it's just kind of funny right there, it's like, oh man, I think the MCU screwed up my acting chops, damn it, anyways, okay, keep on going, so this is gonna be a uh, shit sandwich right here, 
<laughs> I forgot that this was happening, but I don't really, I haven't really played the game. But Borderlands, the film, is in trouble. That's right. I forgot that Eli Roth was going to be directing this movie. And I forgot that it had a star-studded cast that has Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Jamie Lee Curtis. But apparently, it is not doing good. And here's the bullet points right here, brought to you by Cultured Clave. Culture Crave says, Writer Craig Mazin has has removed his name from the project. Ten writers have now worked on the script, including Sam Levinson. Reshoots without director Eli Roth happened earlier this year. Never a good sign when the director doesn't is not part of the reshoots. We're looking at you, Aquaman 2. Anyways, and yes, the film stars those actors right there. Holy crap. So, it's not looking good. I forgot that they posted this image right here of the characters, but uh, yeah. If um, you got that many different writers, you have a director that's not part of the reshoots. Yeah, this movie is, uh, it's just going to be another one of those. Some things just don't translate, I guess. Or, you know, they, they could translate if they actually let the filmmaker filmmake. That could be that kind of situation. If Eli Roth decided he wasn't going to be part of the reshoots because he pushed back against them, then I could, then it's, then it's just another, it's just that story again of the suits upstairs trying to control what's happening with the movie because obviously there's millions and millions of dollars invested into it and they, they just don't let the chef cook. They want, they want, they want to make sure that it's got like, oh yeah, it's got to have this, got to have that, can't be too edgy. I mean, Eli Roth is directing this. I mean, he does horror. He's all kind of, I mean, I don't even get what the heck's even happening right here, but this thing's going to be just, it's just a complete mess right there. Complete mess. Hey, Mr. Darren, laugh now, cry later. Thank you for uh, becoming a member. Good to see you. Good to see you. Look at that. That'll, that'll, that'll make you break out in a seizure right there, but it's such a cool shot of the Flash doing that. Jumping around, jumping around. Uh, we had a Soka, a new Soka trailer came out and a new poster right there. Uh, there's going to be two episodes that premiere on August 23rd, so that's going to be cool. Hey, guys, uh, according to Mr. Scooper, Daniel RPK, Timothy Chalamet, you know who was in the first two Dune movies? Guess what? He's going to be in the third one. Scoop exclusivo. That's hilarious. I don't mind Daniel RPK, even though like uh, I actually lost a little. I've lost respect for Daniel RPK. I used to say that when it came to all the scoopers, I probably trusted him the most. But the fact that he like is part of the whole fandom wire and pushes the fandom wire articles, I had to unfollow him because fandom wire. I mean, you look at all the fandom wire articles; they are such they so much clickbait, just so much clickbait. I see it. Sadly, I see it on my Google feed all the time. It's just like what they do. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, all right. Uh, let's see. Hey, what's going on, Jose? Uh, yeah, so the solo Superman is stacked, huh? Yeah. Something tells me you're not happy about it because you called it the solo Superman movie, which we're going to talk about that, too. Because the people, everybody kind of complaining about that. We'll see what happens. Anyways, um, we got this new Godzilla uh, trailer. That's for like, uh, you know, the, it's, not our, it's not the American Godzilla, that's for sure. It's a different kind of Godzilla. Looks intense. Looks pretty cool. I like it. I like it. Okay, we'll talk more about all that stuff, of course. Hey, look at that. Here's me as an Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa. Doopity doo. I've got some more bourbon for you. 
Uh, we got some more art right here for Batfleck and the bike. Yeah, that costume looks really good right there. The bike looks pretty futuristic, too. That's pretty sweet. Okay. Hey, we got Tom Cruise showing up. We got Tom Cruise showing up uh, uh, and uh, Mr. Christopher McQuarrie showing up at one of the screenings for Mission Impossible, so that's pretty cool. We got some uh, Rebel Moon costumes, pretty sweet as well. And then we also have uh, Mission Impossible on those uh, early screenings, $7 million. I think Mission Impossible is going to be, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Oh, Bob Iger's not going anywhere. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, Bob Iger not going anywhere. Disney extended his extended his contract, his CEO contract through 2026. So anybody that was thinking that thinking that Bob Iger was going to leave, well, yeah, not happening. It's not happening. Just not happening. He is. Uh, he's not leaving anytime soon. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens with all that. It's all very interesting, but uh, anyways. Christopher Nolan on Barbie... What is it? Barbenheimer? I almost said Barbieheimer. Uh, Barbenheimer, because that's what everybody's calling. Not this weekend, but what? Next weekend? Two weekends? When is it coming out? Yeah, next weekend. Um, Bar yeah. Uh, Barbenheimer. Uh, somebody asked him about it. I remember seeing like a quote where he said he was disappointed that Warner Brothers released it the same weekend, the same weekend as his movie, but... I thought I saw something with that, but according to this new interview, he said, I think for those of us who care about movies, we've been really waiting to have a crowded marketplace again. And now it's here. That's terrific. So he thinks it's terrific. Why not? It should be. Hopefully. It seems like pre-sales for the ticket. I mean, it's going to be an interesting weekend, especially with everything that's been happening with like some big other blockbusters that came out. We had some we had some ones that were successful. We have horror movies that are successful. That's happening at the box office. Now we got these two big complete opposite movies from each other. I mean, you have one about Barbie that's got a star-studded cast. You got one about a nuclear bomb biopic that that is dark and apparently has uh, a lot of it has a pretty weird okay, we're not going to talk. We'll talk about that when we when we uh, get to like the the reviews of all this kind of stuff, but apparently I don't know. I just read some early reactions when it came to the sex scene that's in um, in Oppenheimer. Apparently, it's uh, well detailed. Anyways, so it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this weekend, and I'm I'm sure they're both going to do good. I'm going to see both of them. I'm going to see both. Here's me uh, walking into a, uh, an audition for Batman. That's right. That's exactly what I'd walk. Yeah, this is a trippy... <laughs> I saw this on my feed, and I went, what the hell? Someone made a muscle skin suit. That's pretty hilarious. I'm just saying. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It's, it was funny. It's totally funny. So I just thought that was hilarious. And I was like, yep, that's what you wear. That's what you wear at a, if you're trying to go get Batman, right? That's what you wear. All right. How's everybody doing? We doing good out there? Yeah. Uh, sorry if I'm, I don't know if it's like acting a little glitchy today. It's not acting glitchy on your guys' end, is it? I think my computer is just, yeah, something's going on with it. Iger needed three more years to try to fix everything and get a better successor. Yeah, that could be it. My Barbie screening is almost sold out. Yeah, it's going to make a lot of movie. A lot, a lot of movie, a lot of money. 
Uh, we got Russ right here who still can't find the caps lock on his uh, on his computer because Jesus, I don't know how many times I gotta say it, but you know he can't hear. Uh, hey Dave, posted a membership chat above. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. Appreciate it, Margo and Ryan. Not really box office polls though, but still interested and in see what happens. They're not really box office polls. All right. All right, that's interesting. Eh, of course, there's a fly in here. All right, here we go. Got, let's see, let's talk about it. All right, Superman Legacy. Oh, boy. Man, okay, so obviously we we, we got some recent castings um, when it comes to this. Actually, you know what? Before we start, before we start, uh, I wanted to, like, talk about two, two things when it comes to the when it comes to things that happened this week. So before we started on Superman Legacy, almost forgot about this. We had a couple of trailers that came out. Or not a couple of trailers. We had three trailers that came out this week, which is pretty cool. We had the Wonka trailer, Napoleon, and then, of course, Blue Beetle. And then, of course, there was the Ahsoka one, too. But I'm going to talk about strictly movie trailers, which I thought, okay, Napoleon, it's Joaquin Phoenix, Ridley Scott. I mean, obviously, I'm going to see it. It's a Apple original, I guess you could say. Uh, and then, of course, the Wonka trailer came out. I mean, I did, like, some short reactions. I don't know if you guys saw that on the channel. But I thought, like, the Wonka one was, like, just kind of, okay, whatever. I'm not, I'll check it out, sure, when it comes to that. I mean, yeah, Timothy Chalamet sounds like he's doing almost like an Ace Ventura type impression for a little bit there. I don't know, like Jim Carrey-esque. But I, I'm intrigued. I'll go watch it. But it didn't make me excited. It didn't push me away. So it's basically like that. And then, of course, we had the, the Blue Beetle trailer. And one of the things, like when it comes to that, and even when it, uh, you know, when it comes to a shot in that trailer, specific shot, talking about the DC Universe, this shot right here got everybody's attention because obviously it's loaded absolutely with easter eggs when it comes to when it comes to the dc universe obviously we know cord was going to be there cord industries was going to be there because that's very much part of the blue beetle world but of course you got lex Corp right here. you got lex corp right there you got ace chemicals right there as well and i'm just kind of wondering what else could you find in here that might be in relation to the dc universe but i thought that was a pretty cool shot and according to somebody who was in the know about one of the first test screenings those those graphics were not there when it came to that first screening so they were just recently added so and james gunn has said he's expressed that uh very much that jaime is going he expressed that jaime is going to be part of the dcu so technically i guess you could say this is the first new like dcu movie even though superman legacy is technically the first of the slate but, I mean, at least there's, like, those Easter eggs right there. And I still remember that infographic from a long time ago before BBS came out. Remember that infographic that came out that showed all the different, you know, Cord Industries, Queen, you know, it showed LexCorp and, you know, Wayne Enterprises. So it showed all of them, like, and, and showed which one was, like, the most successful one. It was a cool little infographic expanding the universe. Of course, there wasn't like a really like a shot like that, even though we've seen the Ace Chemical shot in a, in I think BBS, right? Yeah, we've seen that. Or uh, was it Justice League? I'm like totally blanking out right now. But yeah, I'm just kind of wondering what else could be like hidden in there. What else could be hidden in there? So, but hey, you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah, like I said, when it comes to the Blue Beetle trailer, uh, I think the thing that's gonna make people go, oh, you know, you should see this is that family dynamic. 
the Reyes family dynamic. I think that's what's going to pull people in, the heart of that. Other than that, most likely just going to be generic, nothing special, nothing interesting. Like I said, when it when it comes to that Conrad Carapax, Carpax, whatever, the fights that you see just reminded me of Iron Man 1. They're in the street. Just remind me of the first Iron Man final act a little bit. And that looked like it was actually going to be the final act of that. So, But anyways, I wanted to show you guys that. And then I wanted to show you guys this because do you all remember? I mean, we, we mustn't forget about Pearson Foday. Remember Pearson Foday? Yeah, you know, the dude who uh, went above and beyond when it came to trying to get the Superman legacy lead role. He did a whole video, stunt crew, visual effects, everything to try to get to try to impress, which was impressive. And I did like I like the fact that he was being aggressive like that. Well, somebody sent me this right here that uh, was, I guess, posted on Instagram. I don't know. Is he trying to go for Batman now? Studies show 98 percent of men actually believe they're Batman. I can attest to this. I absolutely do think I'm Batman. Well, I'm, I've been kind of Batman before, I guess you could say. But uh, because I am, obviously. So I would not be surprised if Mr. Pearson Foday is now trying to go for the DCU Batman now. I can maybe see it. Maybe see it. But I think he's just a little too young. Probably a little too young. Seems like there needs to be a little more grizzled, a little more rugged Batman. I don't know if he's actually could pull that off. I don't know. But I just somebody sent that to me that he posted that. No, but not really anybody was talking about that. But. It was just kind of funny. It's like, hey, you know what? Why not? You didn't get the Superman role? Try for Batman. Why not? Nothing wrong with that, right? So maybe he'll actually do another little video, you know, next year or the year after, whenever the hell they decide to start casting for the DCU Batman. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe he'll do another, he'll do like a warehouse type, uh, type of uh, video and, do, and show his moves or whatever. So, but hey, I like the heart. It's cool. Anyways, okay. All right, let's talk about this Superman Legacy casting. All right, this is pretty crazy. Pretty freaking crazy. So, the Superman Legacy world extends into the DC Universe. It extends. I mean, I, I don't think anybody was really... I think a lot of us were expecting to hear who Lex Luthor was going to be. Maybe Perry White, Jimmy Olsen. We all figure that these were going to be the next, these were going to be the next castings when it came to Superman Legacy. But no, 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 no. This is a James Gunn joint. So here we go. We got Superman Legacy adds Isabella Merced, uh, Eddie Eddie uh, Gathaji. If I'm, I'm probably saying his name wrong. You guys know how I am. And then of course Nick Fillion. And uh, there they are right there. The three of them were cast, of course. And then, of course, we have her. She's playing Hawk Girl. Hawk Girl. And then Eddie is going to be playing Mr. Terrific. And Nathan Fillion will betray Green Lantern. Of course, the Guy Gardner Green Lantern. So that's pretty crazy right there. All three of them. Look at that. And then, of course, James Gunn even said, like, hey, why not? Why can't I get my friend to uh, just get my friend to play Green Lantern? Which, of course, Nathan Fillion has voiced Hal Jordan Green Lantern in the DCAU. So he already, you know, he's already been kind of like a Green Lantern. But uh, James Gunn did joke about saying that, yeah, why not put that bull haircut that he has right there? That's the next question. It's like, will he be rocking that kind of hair? Can we see that? Or is that going to happen? Hopefully. Why not? Make it legit. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to be wearing that big leather jacket, right? Got to be wearing. But we got two guys with leather jackets right there. And that's pretty, you know, at least we got that. And then, of course, the question is, too, I mean, 
I know some people, I saw people on the timeline asking, well, which hot girl is she going to be playing? Is she going to be playing the the uh, the Shayera, if I'm saying the name wrong, or the Kendra version? I don't know. But, uh, you know, so there's that. She's, I mean, and is a, is a, was it Isabella? Isabella? Yeah. She is like, she's fairly young. So that's pretty interesting. She's like early 20s. So, and then we're, I mean, we're finally getting a Hawk girl. So that's pretty cool. We got Hawk Man in uh, Black Adam, of course. And uh, so, and then of course, Mr. Eddie right here, he posted on his Instagram right here, Beyond Grateful as. Uh, Beyond Grateful, a master storyteller, has invited me to contribute to his iconic property and this artistic conversation. Humbled to join the DC family. Thank you, James Gunn, Peter Saffron, and Chantel Nong. Up, up, and away. So he posted that right there. How are we feeling about these? How are we feeling about the castings? Jake, I know a lot of people want Jack Quaid. Guy Gardner, John Stewart, keep getting laid. Nah, you know, I think they're saving. They're saving. High. You got to realize they're, they're saving him. They're saving him. They're saving John Stewart. So John Stewart and Hal Jordan are going to be saved for the Lanterns show. That's what's going to be happening. <clears throat> I mean, we got to realize when it comes to this stuff. Um, got to realize because obviously, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. This is, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk about when it came to all this. And of course, there was one more casting that happened today, which we'll talk about. But uh, one of the things I wanted to uh, talk about when it came to this casting, because a lot of people were like, wait a minute, it's supposed to be a Superman solo film, right? It's supposed to be a Superman solo film. What the hell? This is not a Superman solo film. It's like, we got all these characters that are going to be crammed in there. It's going to be convoluted. It's going to be too much and whatever the hell and I'm like well we wanted something new right we wanted something new and everybody was going we need something new we need something fresh something different when it comes to Superman well here it is this is it we already have an established Superman being the first Superman this newer Superman he's already established not going to be an origin story and it's going to be in a world where other heroes exist like it actually exists we've never seen that Okay, but then it's funny because people are like, no, that's not what I wanted. I wanted a solo Superman film. Well, you got them. We've already had, we have those. We have those. So now this time around, it's like, okay, we have a Superman story 100%, but it's going to have other random little characters that might be in there. I'm wondering what the context is it, it that, that they're in the movie. How long are they in the movie? Is it one scene? Is it a cameo? What's happening when it comes to all that? I don't know. See, to me, I've also seen the whole thing when it comes to uh, either people were saying like, well, yeah, people hated it when Zack Snyder did it, or it's the other way around. Like, again, it goes both ways because fandom will fandom. Um, I'm thinking like when, when it came to even like BBS, it's like, all right, let's do a super, let's do a super Man of Steel sequel. So we're going to do Batman this time. And it could have just been Batman. It's like, no, add Wonder Woman. She'll have a pivotal role in there. She'll be more of like, you know, not part of the main plot, but she'll be there. And then, of course, we'll introduce the other Justice League characters, you know, quickly, which, of course, she's a part of, which is great. So then I'm kind of going like, all right, I think, again, when it comes to that whole argument, I'm going, again, Zack Snyder ahead of his time, just ahead of his time. It could have just been a story about Batman and Superman and a couple of villains and that's it. But no, it was like, all right, let's expand the world a little bit. And he did that. So now when it comes right out of the gate and let's face it, it needs it just needs to happen. 
James Gunn needs to start establishing his universe. Let's face it. He needs to establish his universe to honestly and just show that there. I mean, I was thinking about look at like the boys. Imagine if the boys was like was into like the DC universe where there's a bunch of heroes out there somewhere. And I don't know how far they'll like take it. I don't know if it'd be just like the boys, but I wouldn't be surprised if it just has, maybe it'll have like kind of like a feel of kind of something like that, where it's just like, yeah, there's heroes. And we don't know how, obviously we know that Superman's going to be pretty well established and he's still, but maybe still trying to find his place. But I kind of like the fact that I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Extend it. Yeah. Put those other characters. We haven't seen something like this. You know, it's like, to be honest, I like this idea of having these other characters already in the world as opposed to just having just uh, a solo, which it still is. And James Gunn made that very clear because a lot of people were saying like um, that, no, it's not going to be. It's now just it's going to be a bunch of crossovers. But he keeps on telling people he's like somebody said, I thought this uh, was a movie about Superman. He says Superman is a man of two worlds. Clark with Lois, Jimmy and Perry and Superman with his meta human compatriots how could i tell a if how could i tell a full story about clark superman without including all areas of his life good points good point again something different something different from what we've seen that's the way i'm looking at it and he said some other things too he posted this right here i've never used one movie to set up another movie the characters are there because they help to tell superman's story better not so we can set up separate projects in the franchise superman and lois are the very clear protagonists okay but you're setting it up a little bit there james okay i mean you're setting up some other things a little bit it's okay to admit that you're doing that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, let's you're setting some things up. And then somebody asked this, too, because when it came to Nathan Fillion, so excited, James. This is going to be the greatest Superman movie. But what about Nathan's character in The Suicide Squad? Is, uh, you know, supposed to be alive? Are uh, you, uh, you are rebooting the part? Uh, how does it fit? How does it fit with everything? I cannot understand. Can you explain it? I'm confused. Thanks for everything, boss. DC fans are with you. And then James Gunn said, DC Studios movies and canon start with legacy. So I guess the Suicide Squad isn't canon anymore. It's weird. We're all kind of wondering. I don't know. It's Everything's all very strange. You even had Peter Saffron in, I don't know, there was another article with him being interviewed that said he did. They, they're trying their very best not to confuse people. I mean, let's face it, a lot of us are already confused as it is. Just like, is it a reboot? Is it not? What is happening? And you better believe that things are kind of changing behind the scenes after the flash went kapooey. So, yeah, it's all just, it is kind of like strange and all kind of up in the air and whatever the hell. And then, uh, so, it, yeah, it's all just, it's all very interesting. But like I said, the reason why I'm just like, I'm intrigued and I'm rubbing my chin and kind of going like, all right, all right, this is interesting. This is interesting. It's like, okay, James Gunn, he's, uh, he's adding these characters and he's adding random characters. Mr. Terrific, Hawk Girl, and then Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. It's like, what's the context of that? What is the context of that? And then today... He's adding yet another character, another character that a lot of people are probably like, who, you know, I'm sure a lot of people did that, you know, because I even had to be like, wait, who is this guy? And, uh, but yeah, we got Mr. Uh, <laughs> I mean, 
We got uh, Zaz, who he, he played Victor Zaz in uh, Gotham. But yeah, we got Mr. Anthony Kerrigan is now playing Metamorpho. Metamorpho. That's right. He's playing Mr. Metaro uh, Mr. Rex Mason. So, an, you know, another hero that you would not expect to see in a Superman movie. And I'm like, all right. Interesting. That's perfectly fine. I'm okay with that. Why not? Nothing wrong with that. And he could, like, change into all kinds of things. If you want to, like, uh, briefly uh, hear his origin in ancient, in ancient Egypt during the reign of Pharaoh Ramses II, the priest, uh, you know, obviously you could look this up. It says, uh, later, uh, Matt Rex Mason, a soldier for hire, was con contracted by Simon Stagg, who I think was in One Woman 84, right, uh, to find the Orb of Ra. When he found it, his cohort, Java, stole it and left Rex in the light of an ancient meteor. The meteor transformed Mason into Metamorpho, the element man. So that's just a little quick definition right there, just in case you didn't know who the character actually was. But again, I'm just kind of going like, all right, you go. You go, James. You go. Like I said, what is it? I mean, he already teased Batmite in... Uh, and Peacemaker. So I'm just kind of going like, all right, so we already got these random established heroes. Kind of making you go on like, all right, there's a lot of uh, heroes already established in this world. I have no qualms with that. No qualms. You know, and, and we'll just, and when it comes to the balance, that's what it's all about. It's all about the balance, going back to BVS. I mean, again, that could have just been a direct sequel to Man of Steel, or it could have just been a Batman and Superman movie, and that's it. But no, they were like, all right, let's start adding, let's start expanding the world. And Zach and Chris Terrio did a great job of balancing the heroes out. So when you watch that, it just all just flows really nicely. And I think, I'm hoping... And that's going to be the case, of course, when it comes to Superman Legacy. And remember, we, are, we got the authority in there as well. So, yeah, there's a lot in here. There's a lot in here. But I like the fact what he said. It's like, oh, you're balancing the... You're going to be balancing Clark Kent and Superman. You got to have Superman's world, which he knows about all these other heroes, and he works with them. And then, of course, you have the Clark Kent world. So that's going to be interesting to see if he can... It just almost sounds like this movie is going to be four hours long, which, hey, if you could pull it off like Zack Snyder's Justice League, why not? You really hope that gun won't go full gun. Well, he said he wasn't going to be like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, so. Real DC fans, what's your thoughts on the additional characters? Does it feel like rushed, or since it's not Zack, it's, <laughs> it's genius? Um, yeah. Um, I know some people are like saying that, obviously, when it came to Zack. Well, and then, well, again, it's all reversed now. Now, Snyder fans are saying, what the hell? This is rushed. What are you doing? We want a Superman solo film. So it's all reversed. Pretty much, it, it does feel like we're back in 2014, 2015 sometimes. When I look at the reactions to all this, I still feel like, I'm like, okay. I feel like we're, I feel like we're back then. And now it's just the different people are saying the different things. I don't know. We're all biased. That's what it is. We're all biased. And then I saw another thing, too, because remember, there was the Green Lantern show that came out when it came to uh, Finn Whitrock. Remember, he got cast as Guy Gardner. Remember, he got cast for that series. And then, obviously, that series is not happening anymore. But I kept telling you guys, I kept telling, I kept saying it over and over again, months before 
James Gunn took over the role of, uh, of co-CEO of DC Studios. I kept saying that series is not going anywhere. The Jeff, that was the Jeff Johns series too, by the way. And it's just kind of funny when I see fans go, oh my God, he got the Henry Cavill treatment. He f James Gunn fired him too. It's like, no, that shit was dead in the water way before. I kept on talking about that because I kept hearing that. I'm like, yeah, there's no way that that Lantern, that Green Lantern series isn't going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. And then it's kind of funny too because I'm like, hey, pick who you want to be upset with because that was Jeff Johns. That was Jeff Johns' show. So now you're backing up Jeff Johns because you hate James Gunn? I, 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 what do you want? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand sometimes when it comes to all this. I'm like, we're, I, remember what James, remember what Jeff Johns did? I'm just saying, that was Jeff John's show, so <sighs> you gotta love it, right, fans? But I was like, funny because I could see Nathan Fillion play a Guy Gardner Green Lantern. I didn't really see Finn Whitrock. I didn't really see that, but then I was intrigued by it. I was intrigued by that casting, so <sighs> I don't know what's worse, Console Wars or DC. I know, right? <laughs> DC fan are the problem at DC. I know. It's like, what do you want? What do we want here? I think uh, they're pointing out the hypocrisy from real DC fans for the years. But, hey, I don't know. Every, there's, hip, there's hypocrisy everywhere. <laughs> there's hypocrisy everywhere when it comes to all this. Why the hell are people pretending? The, I know. Well, they're pretending to care about Finn uh, Whitrock because they hate James Gunn. It's just pure hypocrisy. That's all. It's just pure hypocrisy. It's terrible, but, eh, what could he do? But there you go. That was all that. Oh, yeah, but then there was one other thing, too. I'm not going to bring it up, but Miss, uh, you know, I mean, obviously we know. We, uh. So we got Miss Grace. Apparently, she's already got the deets on the, the, the plot and the story of Superman Legacy, apparently. And I don't know how she got this information. I mean, I'm not going to, like, uh, I'm not going to hold it to her. Like, I, I just don't see. But it basically is uh, saying that Superman Legacy, you know, something that happens in the Middle East. And then there's Lex Luthor. There's the authority. And essentially making it sound like some of the plot beats in Black Adam. And I saw a lot of people just going like, oh, great. They're just doing Black Adam. This is going to be terrible. It sounds like Black Adam. Sounds like Black Adam. You know, everybody who wants to be doom and gloom. And I'm just kind of going like, I don't think that James Gunn, after seeing and not even promoting. Remember, he didn't promote Black Adam. Even though his wife was in Black Adam, he did not promote Black Adam. I don't think he wants to do any kind of rehash or try to do something similar to Black Adam. In my, in my eyes, I'm just kind of going like, I hope not. If he does, then I'll be like, wow, you're, you're an idiot. You shouldn't have done that. But in my eyes, it doesn't sound like he's trying to do something similar to that. But I saw a lot of people just making the correlation to the Black Adam story from seeing what Grace posted. And I'm kind of going, that just doesn't sound right. That doesn't, remember, she said that, that George Clooney was going to be the DCU Batman. So I would take it with a big, huge grain of salt about that about those story points when it comes to this and i'm just like no i don't think so i don't think so but i'm just surprised because obviously uh, you know when it comes to the sag about to go on strike we haven't got the lex luthor yet or anymore i mean obviously they're trying to fit in all the casting before before or before midnight tonight i guess you could say and uh not sure uh 
Not sure if we're going to get that before then, but maybe we will. Something might happen during this right now, so. Let's stop with the real. Yeah, I know. I hate the real and fake DC I know. You're right, Stephanie. I I hate the real DC fans or the hate one. You know, I always hate that stuff. I always hate that stuff because it's like, no, everybody, anybody who's a fan of DC, whether it was now or back then, you're a real DC fan. Okay, you might not like everybody, you know, every cook in the kitchen that does it. Just like when you go to a comic book shop, maybe you'll see like, uh, you know, one of the the writers or illustrators. You're like, eh, I don't really like them. So I'm not going to I'm not going to buy that book. You know, it could be something like that. So what are my thoughts on Nathan feeling wanting to work with Joss Whedon again? Well, that was a long time ago. I don't really care about that. So, yeah, I mean, he said that a while ago. See, that I know. And again, people were bringing that up, too. Naturally, people were bringing that up because of the whole, you know, he defended and said he would work with Joss Whedon again because he worked with him before many times. So then, of course, naturally, people are bringing that up. And it's just like, good God. Good God, man. Good God. Makes me drink more. All right. Let's move on to the next subject. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you did. Sure, he regrets it, though. Sure, he regrets it. Deadpool 3. Oh, boy. So much Deadpool 3 goodness. Not Nothing really spoiler-esque when it comes to these set images. I mean, obviously, again, they knew they were going to be shooting outside on this beach. So they were going, okay, we might as well get the official image out there because everybody... It's going to leak. There's going to be people that are going to find this and, you know, they're going to do something. So, and it's fine long as there's not like too much stuff, but uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. I mean, look at that. That's a mood right there. Look at that. Hugh Jackman walking around with some sunglasses on. And then, of course, doing some uh, stretches. <laughs> I think he, ah, I pulled my hamstring. Shit. But yeah, there's definitely like a little fight thing going on. We got Ryan Reynolds right there. He's probably going like, God damn it, the paparazzi. But this is the big thing right there. Dun, dun, da, da, dun, dun. Man. So we got the 20th Century Fox logo. So that's what's so intriguing about the set photos right here. It's like, oh my God, is there going to be fighting? Is there going to be like, is this like going to be, I don't know what's going to be happening with this, but the fact that that is there right there, that is so cool. I'm going, all right, what is happening in this scene where they have that in the background? Crazy. Crazy. And then we got some video right there. You know what I think? <sighs> this is interesting because this this is like Ryan Reynolds. I think I think there's gonna be some meta. There's gonna be some meta things happening right here. That's what I'm thinking. There's gonna be something meta going on. Gonna be something meta going on. But yeah, there's they they're doing some uh, fighting right there. There's definitely some meta things going on right here, for sure. For seeing Ryan Reynolds as Ryan Reynolds, there's going to be some meta shit happening. And that's what we're kind of wondering, too. But, I mean, look at that. We got the Wolvie pose right there in the costume, so that's pretty sweet. This is a cool shot right there of them, too. I like it. Yeah, and there's uh, Hugh Jackman. He took that picture. He posted that. He hasn't really posted anything else about the stuff, but then... I mean, we're going to get a fight between these two, so that's going to be fun. we got the claws out right there. It's going to be interesting. 
So yeah, there you go. Something meta is happening in there. Something definitely, I think they're, it's gonna be something about filming the movie or something like that. It's gotta be, right? If you're if we're seeing shots, if they're filming things where Ryan Reynolds is just Ryan Reynolds, it's sounding like, yeah, there's going to be something very meta that's happening. And then Deadpool kind of, I don't know. This movie's going to be batshit crazy. It's going to make fun of the whole multiverse concept, which I think is great. But, um, yeah, it's just, I'm just really looking forward to seeing the first trailer is going to be magical for sure. But, yeah, there's definitely something meta going on right there. And something that maybe ties to Loki as well. Because, yeah, talking about different variants and everything, the TVA, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I didn't know this movie was set on Jose, set on Jose. Uh, that scene looks like uh, it's at a beach hat. People are speculating that it's similar uh, looking to season one where he encountered all the, uh, the, the Loki variants. Yeah, the costume looks like sheet. Must be inspired by Joe. Wow. Look at Joey and Jose going back and forth. Deadpool 3 has the potential to make $2 billion. Ooh, going hard. Going hard at it. So, I actually like Wolverine suit. Yeah, I like it too. Yo, imagine this is the opening scene. I think it might be the opening scene. ACS, or Anthony. I think that might be the opening scene. We'll see. We'll see, but yeah, Ryan Reynolds is always Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but like I said, it's like it showed actually Ryan Reynolds' face, not Wade's face. So I'm like, all right, they're filming the movie? I don't know. Steven has a good theory that he hopes that, that Deadpool is just trying to make Hugh Jackman be Wolverine or something like that, which is I thought was pretty funny. WGA and the SAG. That's right. Oh, man. Strikes galore. Did you guys see? Oh, man. Something came out yesterday when it came to somebody in the industry talking about um, talking about the WGA strikes and how they're approaching it. And uh, it was like I had a lot of people go, oh, my God, that is like evil. That's pure evil. What the hell's going on? And this is what was said right here. According to, uh, what is it? They told Deadline. Some studio exec said this right here. The end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. What? Jeez. Evil. Evil. But if you didn't think that this wasn't going to be the case, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I was one of the things I was kind of going like, Wait, so they're going to strike? And I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh, these people are going to, I mean, are they really going to? But then somebody did a follow-up that said like, well, no, they still need a, It's all just a big shit show that's happening when it comes to the WGA. You know, the DGA, they work the shit out. They're fine. But then, of course, you got the SAG by midnight tonight. It probably could be, you know, a whole big heaping mess of everything right there. But but when it when when this studio exec actually said that, I was like, well, yeah, they do have the power to do that, the leverage for that. You know, let's face it, a lot of these writers live in LA and cost of living sucks in LA. You live in a studio apartment for like 2,500 a month. It's really terrible. I mean, California itself is just really crappy when it comes to cost of living. So I could see them utilizing that. But then at the same time, somebody actually did say like a little follow-up that said like, oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. They're actually losing a bunch of money, which they are. It's all just a big shit show. It's all just a big shit show to the point where when it came to all this, where the CEOs are now shaking in their pants. 
We have this article right here, this Variety article, Hollywood CEOs and industry inside industry insider insiders insiders seek federal mediation to help avert SAG-AFTRA strike. Exclusive. And there's good old Ruffalo. Top Hollywood players are working on a plan to call in federal uh, mediators to help avert a SAG-AFTRA strike, which is a day to go before the contract deadline. A group of CEOs and senior executives, including Disney TV chief uh, Dana Walden and film chief Alan Bergman, Warner Brothers Discovery's David Zaslav and Netflix's Ted Sarandos, gathered by conference call Monday evening to discuss the urgent situation with SAG-AFTRA posed poised to go on strike as soon as Thursday. In addition to the executives dis- discussing efforts to bring in a federal mediator, talent agency chieftains, including Ari Emanuel of uh, WME, Brian, blah, 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 you know, these people, we don't even know who they are, leaders of recent days to offer assistance that could stave off a second Hollywood work stoppage this summer. So they're like, they're shaking. They're shaking and they're super expensive loafers. They're shaking. They're like realizing like, whoa, shit. We already have the writers out, but hey, maybe we can, we can just, you know, put the pressure on them. But now you're going to have your actors out and soon the direct, the directors are just going to be on set. Like the film, the sunset, just film that. Or film that bug. There's a butterfly right over there. Film it. You know, and directors are just not going to have no writers, no actors. I don't know. Hopefully they had to divert this. But this is exactly why when it came to Superman Legacy and all the casting, they're trying to get it in as quickly as possible. James Gunn probably has had no sleep <laughs> trying to cast the movie and try to get it all in before the strike happens so then they can move forward. Because he already turned in his script, so he's okay when it comes to the, the writing portion of it all. But... Yeah, it's all just crazy. We'll see what happens, though. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm on the edge of my seat. Of course, that's what happens when the government's the devil. Yeah, a decree. Yeah, I know. California sucks. The cultists are running with... Oh, okay, you guys are talking about that. (laughs) You guys are talking about wokeness. Sorry, spelled name wrong. Does everyone, uh, does everyone know that Patrick Stewart as as professional ex died three times already? Yeah, he, he's probably gonna, they're kind of they're gonna make a joke that uh, he's gonna die again. I can guarantee it. I guarantee they're gonna make a joke that he dies again. Secret Invasion episode four. I tell you what, people get shot in this movie in this uh, in this series a lot. Like main characters, like holy crap, are we keeping up with uh, Secret Invasion? I'll admit it's gotten a little slower, even though it picked up in this episode, like the end of this episode got a little intense. And, you know, there's something that happens in this episode. I won't say what it is, but it has to do with a main character where I went, yeah, we know. I think everybody kind of guessed. Well, I think they kind of hinted at it at the end of the last episode. I didn't really I didn't do a review last week because, you know, I was. I wasn't doing any live streaming and I didn't want to do like a regular video, but I mean, I'm still enjoying this, but I'm like, I'm just kind of going like, all right, now we got super scrolls, right? Which I think they almost look like the super scrolls, you know, the way that they heal. Isn't it kind of remind you of Iron Man three? Are they utilizing that same genetic stuff? I don't know. I'm like that one dude, uh, Guy Pierce's character in Iron Man three. It almost seems like they're like doing something like that. But, uh, what I do like though is, all the Nick Fury stuff. It seems like anytime like they go back into the backstory of Nick Fury, I like that kind of stuff when it comes to 
Secret Invasion. And then uh, Talos and his relationship, obviously, I like that too. But I'm, right now, I'm just kind of going like, all right, we're just leading, leading. It, it almost seems like sometimes it's it just, it has gotten a little slower. But I, like I said, when it came to the rest of this episode, I went, okay, picked up a little bit. Something happens again. It's like something just freaking happens and you go, okay. And they just kind of, all right, obviously this is going to be the end of it because it just seems like someone's going to get, someone's getting shot. So that's pretty much what's happened. It's like at the end of each episode, you can guarantee. Oh, there you go. Quick review. Quick review. But how are we liking it? You guys watching Secret Invasion or what? Let me know what's going on out there, huh? How are we feeling about it? Whoop. <clears throat> How are we feeling about all this stuff? Itchy nose, itchy nose. I haven't sneezed yet, though. You haven't watched the newest episode? Yeah, so it's usually why I don't like to uh, give away what happens into it. But, you know, it's, 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 still, it's a good episode. I think it's better than last week's episode, yeah? Okay, Anthony, you liking it? And yet no one can actually describe what woke actually means. Woke. Uh, Bill Burr. Did a good job of describing it. If you look that up, just got rid of streaming. Let's go back to VHS. <laughs> I like where your head's at. Let's go back to analog, huh? Multiverse. Am I out? I done. Okay. You guys are talking about woke stuff. You woke. You woke. Why are we talking about woke? I'm so tired of hearing that that term woke. That it's all everywhere. You know. That's just the way it is, though. Sadly. You know, you got the you got that YouTube side that that says everything is woke, and then you got people that go like, "I'm proud to be woke," and uh, you know, apparently it's just like, okay, you're you're seeing, you want to take it upon yourself to right the wrongs, but sometimes it's just like, wait a minute, you're not doing it. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a dumb saying. Ah, uh, Secret Evasion is a slow burn, which I like. I don't mind that it's a slow ver- uh, burn. I don't, li- I don't mind it at all. I really don't mind it. I'm okay with it being a slow burn. Um, oops. Let me turn off the chat box. And uh, before we get to the questions, I did want to... Uh, I forgot that I did put, put some... pull. I, I did it. Okay. Where am I at here? I got too many tabs open. All right. So I did uh, post some polls when it came to Superman Legacy castings. No other Superman Legacy castings happening? Okay. So let's go ahead and look at the polls before we uh, look at the questions. Tell you what, bourbon is so good for, you know, if you're having some throat stuff, man, it just... It helps. Like like I said, like I've told you guys a million times, that uh, that Deck the Halls stream, what, almost three Christmases ago, what, back in 2020 when I had Zach on, it was me and, uh, uh, me and Swenson, and I had COVID during that time. Not that. I had COVID, and my throat was also very, very, very raw. Um, yeah, I was just sipping bourbon that whole time. Boy, did that help. Boy, did that help. Not saying I recommend it. Not saying I recommend it. I'm just, you know, saying, you know, if you if you don't have anything, uh, you know, I don't want to do the cough medicine, do that. All right, so first poll right here on YouTube, 340 votes. Are you liking the recent Superman legacy castings and character reveals? 
Heck yeah. 19%, eh, remaining optimistic. 16%, too many characters. 14 not seeing the movie now. So we got that. And then we got the Twitter poll right here, which is, you know, they've pretty much been lining up recently. 38.8%, heck yeah. 21.1, eh, remaining optimistic. 20.1, too many characters. 19.1, not seeing it now. So... That's where everybody's at when it comes to the polls. All right. Now let's get to the questions. Many people are excited about it. Like Again, my whole thing is it's something different. We wanted something different. We wanted something new. But then people are like, no, we wanted a solo Superman film. I'm like, we've already had that. We've already had that. Solo Superman film. We have a solo Superman series. We have a new solo Superman cartoon that just came out. So, I mean, I, I do like, I mean, but I, I obviously when it comes to those ones, they, they probably have other, I don't know if Superman Lois really does, it doesn't really go too much into like the DC universe. I'm sure, uh, you know, obviously the new, my, my adventures with Superman is going to extend the, DC Universe, but I say, like, why not just start it off then when it comes to Superman Legacy? That's just me. All right. Let's get to these questions. RJ, how long before we uh, get this guy cast? Wouldn't that be fun? And should it be John Mulaney or Ben Schwartz? What about uh, Andy Samberg? I always thought he would be good. Yeah? Not too bad. I don't know. John Mulaney eh, could be good. John Mulaney, he's a funny comedian, voiced uh, Spider Spider Pig, Spider Hog, whatever. Yeah, Andy Samberg. I, I think I like Andy Samberg, though. Aaron Bailey, what do you think of the Brainiac casting idea? Ooh, Jason Isaacs. Ooh, and he made some art. My ideal casting for Brainiac is Jason Isaacs, and I think he'd bring a fantastic sinister edge. I like this. God damn it, I want some Brainiac. After talking Brainiac on Bat on uh, DC Fanimated with Scott last Sunday, and we were just raving about how much we want to see a live-action Brainiac. God damn. I don't, I, who knows? I hope there's going to be at least something when it comes to Brainiac and Superman Legacy, but man, there's so much potential because there's been different iterations of the character robotic alien whatever you want you know and just like the different things collecting the cities collecting information orbs so many different things but yeah that's pretty sweet right there i like that i like that all right eric hey dave i'm actually glad to see guns clarification about the new dcu Canon, Peacemaker Season 2, and I assume Waller are thus in the DCEU. We know. No confusion. No problem. Gunn's just wrapping up the storyline and moving on. It is a good call. Q, if you have pets, have you wondered what name they have for you? Oh, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Take a big hit out of that one. Rami Rami Malik as Brainiac. That's not a bad choice. I dig that. That'd be pretty sweet. I always thought that Benedict Cumberbatch would have been a good one, but I don't know, that's definitely not happening now. Question, movie guys. Do you think James Gunn will direct or write the team-up movie, or will he just produce it? Um, I mean, that's a good question. He might. 
he might he might just do it. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he ended up doing like the first like Justice League, whatever the heck. But we all we don't even know where the hell it's leading to. I think his his number one focus is just to get this whole thing just off the off the runway here. Question two, as uh, as watching the new cast members and the characters they'll be portraying, is if safe to say that Lobo might be in Superman Legacy main villain? That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be different too. Lobo tease some Brainiac. I mean, Brainiac, when it comes to like the animated world, I mean, he very much turned into more of a Justice League villain, I guess you could say. Alex Lopez, Dave, do you think it's wise? It's a wise move introducing so many characters in Superman Legacy? I do, actually. Does it feel cluttered to you at all? Not, not really, because we're talking about a Superman that's established. He's already a couple years in. We're not seeing origin stories. We're not doing any of that. Origins are, again, Zach was ahead of his time when it came to just like, hey, let's just go. Let's just, we already, you know, we're, we have a Superman. We had his origin story. We have a Batman. We don't really, even though we saw, obviously, the opening of BVS, but he's already like an established Batman. We already had a Diana who, you know, gave up being Wonder Woman after a bit. We already had an Aquaman. And, you know, and then the other two just kind of like, uh, you know, there's already a Flash as well. So, I mean... I'm just, I'm, I, I think we're all just kind of tired of origin stories. So if there's, if it's kind of like a world that's already established and has these random characters, I don't think it's going to, it's all about the balance. And hopefully he's got a really good idea with the balance. Jamon Watson, I think, I thinking uh, for Gunn is taking the animated uh, universe route for Superman Legacy because he mentioned on, on his tweets that will be a balance between, yeah, we just talked about that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, when you watch an animated movie, I mean, the the world is already, you know, already established and everything. Another question. Thoughts on the Napoleon trailer? Look great. Metamorpho is strongly associated with Batman, and he and the Outsiders were originally introduced in Brave and the Bold. So I guess, he, again... That's why I was like, James, don't say you're not establishing, you know, anything for the future projects. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. You're establishing a world for the future projects. So now I don't think we're going to get a Bruce Batman anytime soon, though. Ah, I didn't mean to click on your. All right. Cooper Knox, you're going to do a double feature for. Yeah, of course. Yeah, not maybe not in the same night, but I'll, I'll see both. Darkness Under the Wind, Dave, question one. With these new casting announcements for Superman Legacy and the DCU coming out, could you see these characters just being cameos talking to Superman and not having... Yes, exactly. I don't think... They're not going to be all throughout the whole movie. I don't know why people are actually thinking... Again, I don't know why people are actually thinking that. It's all very interesting. People just want to gripe about everything. That's all. They were doing it back then when BBS came out. They're doing it now, but it's different people. Question two, do you think the TVA will have a part to play in Deadpool 3? Yes, they already talked about that since the Fox team, yes. Question three, if SAG does decide to strike, do you think more people will start to truly believe and realize just how corrupt? If you don't know how truly corrupt Hollywood is now, I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a mad world. I just, I just like talking about the creative side of it, really. Mr. Nobody, I always like seeing Nathan Fillion... But he's 52, so how long can he play as Green Lantern, even if he won't betray the main Green Lantern? 
Uh, I would like to see um, Mark Hamill as Perry White and Adam Sandler as Mr. Mistiddle. I can never say his name. Mistiddle. Uh, I remember Rebecca on the uh, on the vodka stream. She she says his name pretty well. I can never say his name, but you know the floaty little weird you know guy that does like magical magical things. Mr. Wooter, Dave, this is hilarious. Uh, Eddie, uh, yeah, he was in X-Men First Class, Twilight with Robert Pattinson. That, that's so interesting, and I'm really sick and tired of people complaining for James Gunn casting his friends in his movies like Superman Legacy. Like, Zack Snyder, I know, right? Directors always cast their friends, but when you don't like the director, that's when you don't like that happening. But it's like, but when it's a director you do like, uh, you're perfectly fine with it. I mean, it's just like, can we keep the hypocrisy at a low? I don't care that he's casting his friends. Go for it. I'd do the same thing if I was a director. Cast my friends as well. Because you know it'd be easy to work with them and you'd have fun on the set. Yeah, God forbid. Jacob, I know a big thing about Superman was his age. So do you think every single casting should be in the same age range as Superman? Or do you think it depends on the character? Yeah, it depends on the character. They all don't need to be... You know, right there. All right, I guess that was it. Thought there was going to be like a vulgar thing that happened right there, but in that last one, I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. This won't be a, a, BBS, a BBS level movie. I wasn't saying it was a BBS level movie. I wasn't saying that at all. I'm just saying that the uh, a DC fan base was complaining that there was too many too many characters in a movie about Batman and Superman before, you know, just like there, you know, people are complaining that there's too many care. There's too many characters in here for a Superman movie. But again, I'm just kind of going, well, I'm looking at it like that's something different. You have a Superman that's going to be interacting with Mr. Terrific. What? <laughs> Metamorpho. What? Hawk girl. I mean, what the, like, what, what are they, you know, it's just, it's so, yeah, but there you go. I mean, that, that had to be part of the idea. Like when James Gunn was like, Hey, I got this idea now for Superman. What if we just do it where he's already in an established world and he interacts with them while balancing, of course, the, the human being, the normal people world, metahumans, and then humans, he's balancing that world. And then the authority. So crazy. I mean, he's using, he's going, he's just going for it. He's going for it. And I appreciate that. Is it going to work? It might not. You know, I don't, there's no guarantees that it's going to. I mean, I had somebody in my mentions yesterday that was saying, like, you're so confident in this DCU slate. I still almost say DCU. You're so confident in this new slate. I'm like, no, I'm not. When did I say I was confident? There's a lot riding on this shit. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got his work cut out for him. Uh, the only thing that's making me a little confident is, well, first off, Solid Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and that improv. I was like, okay, that was good. So I'm going, all right, cool, because I, you know, Guardians 2 didn't really like that much, but Guardians 3 was uh, pretty excellent, and then, and then just, to, like I said, just to have a Superman that already is interacting with heroes and stuff that are already there, so that's, that's just what I'm, I mean, Holly Berry to play my real-life wife, well, that's cool, Antonio, be lucky to do so, that'd be a good role for her, for sure. All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, members only stream after this, of course. So uh, if you want to be part of it, become a member. And 
yeah, members, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Look, look forward to it on your stream, the, the link and everything. Everybody else, well, I won't see you Friday, but look forward to, uh, you know, I'm, I'll be posting my full Mission Impossible review tomorrow. I should have did it yesterday, but just uh, didn't have the time. So look forward to that. And uh, yeah, like I said, no vodka stream this Friday because I'll be going out of town. But then, of course, the following Friday, we'll be all back with doing that. So, uh, but yeah, not plenty of content. There's also no DC Fanimated stream on Sunday because I don't know when exactly I'll get back. So, but, uh, you know, I think you guys would be okay. Uh, we'll get Ben. Maybe Ben will do a stream. Right, Ben? You can fill in. Just kidding. Uh, if his wife lets him. <laughs> Sorry. All right, guys. All right, members, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Everybody else, follow me on all the sock meds if you want to support the channel. we got the Patreon and, of course, like I said, the members and everything. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you later.